video. To you, Von Hero, Von Listener, and a joyous 2023 to you. Also, a hearty warm welcome to our Von Presenters too. So, leave your worries about yesterday behind you. Focus today on what's in front of you. Focus on what God has already lined up for you. For today is a new day to glorify the Lord. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by your prayers and supplication, with so much thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I'm your host, Naomi Jacobs, from Into the Garden, and welcome to our Conquer Wednesday slot. So gather round to be and feel the presence of God, the goodness of God, the warm embrace of God. And embrace the love of God. So joining me today is Deirdre Williams sharing her story of being gracefully broken by God. And it sure is good to be back, isn't it? So for this day, let us be in unison as you and I are about to conquer this day. So quickly dash off to the kitchen for a refreshing cup of tea or coffee glass of water or juice. Phone a friend or two and say, come along now. I've got some good news for you. So may your 2023, may it indeed go well for you. Good morning, I am Deirdre Williams um, and I am a mom. I am a nana and I am a church um, leader and I'm a minister of the gospel. <laughs> I um, started an organization called Women at the Well. It is a registered NPO and the NPO serves women like me, women with a similar story. I have a story of abuse. Um, I have a story of of infliction and um, I started the organization the vision came based on that so my story is probably similar to other people's stories but my story is about being gracefully broken by God so when God breaks you he doesn't kill you when God breaks you, it is to, to rebuild you, you know, and that is the basis of my story. Um, my, my story goes on being gracefully broken. So I need to give a bit of, a bit of history. And that is what I'm here to do. I'm here to share my testimony and I'm here to tell a woman that is tuned in that there is hope and there is victory in Christ Jesus. So my story started, I was born to a mom 
who didn't want me. I was born to, I was born into rejection. Okay. So I was born into a mother who was a victim who became a perpetrator, you know? So, um, the world saying that goes hurt people, hurt people. That was the story of my life. So because my mother was hurt and she was angry and she was scarred, she was operating with me from that place. So I am um, a the youngest child of four. So my mom had four kids and I was the youngest. And um, many times... Many times I heard how she didn't want me. So many times I was made aware of the fact that that she did not want me. Okay. She told me what she drank to get rid of me. And um, I always say this, that when my mom passed, um, we were in a state of forgiveness, you know. Um, so I don't hate my mother. I love my mother. I miss my mother so much. Um but it was things that had to be sorted out, you know. So, so yes, so my story starts with, with being an unwanted baby. And um, everything in my life was based on rejection, right? So everything in my life was based on the fact that I wasn't wanted. And so everything in my life was about being accepted, I would do anything to be accepted. So, yeah. So, so at a very young age, I went into survival mode. I became a survivor. I would fight to to live, you know, um, in a in a in a emotional sense, in a spiritual sense. I was always fighting on the inside. I was always fighting. Um, I wasn't a physical fighter, but I, on the inside, I was always fighting with myself and fighting against the the things that drove me. You know, so um, from a young age, I was touched inappropriately by uncles, not blood related. I was beaten by my brother, my, my, one of my brothers, I was beaten by him. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and I was also abused mentally, physically, verbally, emotionally by my mother. All right. Um, I used to cry a lot because I was, I was a sad child and um yeah i was i was abused by my mom by my mom she would hit me and my face would bleed you know she would hit me and my nose would bleed um and that is not a way to to hit a child even in discipline that is not a way to to discipline your child a boy a girl it doesn't matter what their gender is Disciplining and beating are two totally different things because I have three children, but I discipline my children very differently. I always said, 
and I said it to my mom's face, that I would never be a mother like her. And I was never a mother like her. I was very different. Yes, my children got a hiding when it was needed. But I would never beat my kids. I would never treat my children the way I was treated. You know, I was young. I was 19 when I fell pregnant with my first child. And I raised my daughter to be independent, to be outspoken, to speak her mind, to say when things are not right. And that is exactly the kind of woman she is. She's a mom as well. And that is exactly the kind of woman she is. I raised her to speak, you know, to open her mouth. Because for many years, I walked with my mouth shut. I didn't have the liberty to say what was on my mind. I didn't have the liberty to say what was in my heart because I was oppressed as a young child. Um, when I wanted to say something, it would come out with tears and I was labeled miserable because I, I always cried. I always cried because I couldn't express myself. I wasn't allowed to express myself. Um, so I raised my kids to be independent and outspoken. So, yeah, at a young age, I was um, uh, molested by uncles, and but I never told anyone. At the age of 12, I was raped by two of my friends. Um, so at the time, I was, um, I never wanted to be at home because I wasn't wanted at home. And my need for acceptance pushed me out of the home. So um, I, I started running with the wrong friends. And those very friends raped me, right? Two of them. And, um, and I never told anyone. I never told anyone. Because I didn't trust anyone to help me. And I didn't trust anybody to... Um, to just be there for me because I didn't have it in my home. So, so make no mistake, my mom was a provider. Um, she raised us alone. She was a provider. She was a prayer. She was a, she was a woman in the church. She worked hard in the church, and those are the examples that I take from my mom. I, I know that prayer is important, and God, and God answers prayer. I know that, and there are there are few things that I took from her. And prayer is one of them. And um, so, as I said, my topic that I'm speaking on is gracefully broken. Being gracefully broken and being gracefully broken is going to hurt, but you won't die. Um, I sit here as a testimony that God is gracious um, because the choices that I made in my life, by the age of, of, of 19, I was pregnant with my first child. At the age of 21, I got married. And by the age of 24, I was divorced. Because the choice that I made was, was not a good choice. Um, based on, it, it's not that the man is not good, you know. But I operated from a place of rejection. I operated from a place of abandonment. So my, my mind was already in the place that he would leave me, you know. Um, so 
I didn't open myself up completely. And I did the same with God. I didn't surrender completely, even when I got saved. At the age of 24, I gave my life to Christ, but I didn't give my full heart. I didn't surrender my heart, you know. I didn't surrender everything. I didn't surrender all of Deirdre. And um, yeah, um, it ended up that, um, that we got divorced. And in 1999, I remarried. And again, I prayed for a man of God. I prayed for, um, for a man of the word, but I wasn't specific enough based on the fact that I just wanted, I just needed somebody. I just needed somebody that would love me and accept me. Um, and yeah, that marriage lasted eight years. And after that marriage, I backslid. That was in 2006. I backslid and I went on a binge of, of drinking, of drugs and of promiscuity. My life was made up of that, but I always took care of my kids. Um, I never allowed my kids to go through what I went through. So everything I did was in secret, you know, um, because I was, I grew up where I had to hide everything. So I was used to hiding everything. I was used to um, being a closed book. And that is why I don't have many friends. I never had many friends because I didn't trust people enough to let them come into my life, you know. And um, so, yeah, at, um, in 2016, I recommitted my life to Christ. But again, I wasn't fully surrendered. Everything moved me. Everything um, made me feel certain things because I was operating from an unsurrendered place. I was operating from a place of rejection, you know, because those things still weren't sorted out. Um, I wasn't fully surrendered to God. I couldn't, I could not see the fatherhood of God. I could not feel the father heart of God because I blocked myself from feeling that. I blocked myself from being totally surrendered and totally loved by him. You know, I blocked that. Um, so, yeah, in 2016, I, I recommitted my life and it was only years later that I completely surrendered. But in that time of not being completely surrendered, so I was still doing my own thing, you know, I was still compromising in my salvation. I was doing what I wanted to do. I was living a lifestyle that wasn't godly, you know, um, but I would be in church every, every Sunday and I would be at worship team practice and I would be, I would be available for the works of God, for the things of God, but I was not completely surrendered to him. And um, I got involved with somebody. Um, in the beginning, it was not a, a romantic, it was a friendship, um, but I desired to be loved. So my, my, my modus operandi was always 
to be loved. <laughs> so I would accept it from anyone, right? Um, our relationship didn't get to a point of, of, of being romantically involved. However, I did love him, you know? <laughs> yeah, because of my need for love. Anyway, and I got involved with this guy, and I was saved, eh? Remember, I was saved. I was part of a, a ministry which I came back to after my being gracefully broken. Um, and I'm still part of that ministry, Prophetic Keys Ministries International. Um, I submit to Prophet Taswell and Prophet Natalie, Goliath. And um, yeah, um, I am now totally surrendered and totally submitted. Um, so I, um, being involved with this guy, I allowed him, I had a transport business, I allowed him to use my vehicle. Um, and one night after using my vehicle, um, somebody came to shoot, to, to kill him, right? And um, I got caught in the crossfire. Um, in the beginning, when, when I wasn't in that place of surrender yet, I used to say that I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But now I know that it was God. Now I know that it was God starting the process of gracefully breaking me. So I'm going to repeat this, that when God breaks you, then it is in mercy and it is in love and it is with grace because his intention is never to kill us. His intention is to build us. So after we allow God to break us, then he builds us, you know, and that is what I want to speak about. That is what I am speaking about, that I got shot. Um, I nearly died, but I know that that it was never God's intention to let me die. It was God's intention to bring me to a place of only needing him. Um, I had a, um, uh, my colon was completely damaged, but by the grace of God, I still have my colon intact. They were, uh, they were able to, to fix it because before I went into surgery, so I was conscious through all of this, right? When I got shot, um, I was in the street, I was laying in the street and I didn't care who heard me, but I shouted out to God and I said to him, I know that my purpose is not complete. My purpose is not complete because I haven't completely surrendered to you. I, I know I don't want to die. I know that I don't want to die because I still want to do so much for you, God. And immediately I felt the presence. I felt angels around me immediately. Um, because even though I was compromising, I was fully aware of what the presence of God felt like. And I laid in that street and... Um, Everybody was around me and saying, don't close your eyes, don't lose, you know, I had to stay with him. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I was conscious throughout everything until I went into surgery. And before I went into surgery, the doctor said to me, ma'am, I am going to try and save your colon because the bullet um, exploded in my colon, right? It was that kind of bullet. It exploded inside my colon. And the doctor said to me, if I'm not able to save your colon, then you are going to end up with a colostomy bag. And I said, by the power of God, I will not end up with a colostomy bag. That was my declaration just before I went under anesthetic. And I said to the doctor, I serve a God who is able to give you the wisdom to make me come out of this normal. And, um, and that was my declaration before I went into surgery. And while I was in surgery, and this afterwards, somebody, um, one of my prayer friends asked me, what was happening at 5.30 in the morning? So, so my surgery was in the early hours of the morning, right? Because the shooting happened at 1 a.m. And um, when I had the opportunity, I asked the doctor, um, what was the process of the surgery? And he said to me, <laughs> he said to me, there was a time when we actually thought we would lose you. And then all of a sudden, I knew what to do, how to fix your colon. So um, that all of a sudden was the Holy Spirit. That all of a sudden, I want to tell somebody this today, that when you are in a place of death, then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will give somebody wisdom, on a, will give a word, will give a, a, a testimony, will give... All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will come through and he will come through. And I went back to my prayer friend and she said, because at that time, the Holy Spirit told me to pray with earnest. And that was the time when the doctor, they didn't know what to do. They were going to give up. They were going to, I was going to die. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit gave them wisdom and the Holy Spirit gave them wisdom um, and it is in that time so I laid in so I was in hospital for about a week um, and even in the hospital room I could feel the presence of God um, because I came to a point of being gracefully broken where I allowed God to break me. So um, I always use the analogy of a shepherd. When there's that one sheep that keeps walking away, the only way to make that sheep home is to break their legs. And that is what God did to me. I came out of hospital. I went to my daughter's house for a couple of weeks because I was had to recover. Um, physically, I had to recover. I lost my transport business because I couldn't drive. By the time school opened, I wasn't able to drive. My vehicle was damaged in the shooting. It was full of bullet holes. Um, I came, I left my daughter's house 
and I came and I could only lay in my bed. And that is where God wanted me. That is where God wanted me. And bit by bit and piece by piece, he broke away all the things that was not glorifying him. He broke away piece by piece. Piece by piece, he broke me away. Piece by piece, he broke me down. Until he was happy with the state of my heart, with the state of my spirit. And you know what state that is? That is when we are completely surrendered. That is when we are completely and utterly in him. That is how I got to that place. Um, it took me a while. It did take me long. So if your story is a story of you don't know which way to go, allow God. And I'm not saying that you must get shot to be gracefully broken. That was my, that was, that was my wake-up call. That was how God reached me. It doesn't mean that he will reach you that way, you know. Um, but I had to come to a place of complete surrender. And I could only come to that place when I was isolated. Shortly after that, we went into lockdown. Nobody around, only my children. Um, we couldn't have family time. We couldn't have social time. We couldn't have, we couldn't do anything. And it is in that time that God reached me. It is in that time that I allowed God to gracefully break me down in order to rebuild me. I am in that place right now where I will stay. <laughs> I, I will stay with God. I will stay with God no matter what. Um, I am not moved by the things of this world anymore. I am I'm a single mom. I am happy. I've never been this happy to be single. I've never been this happy to not need anyone as a partner, you know. Um, I am in a space where I am so happy and so content because I have realized the fatherhood of God. And I've felt the heart of God. And I want to bless somebody today that when you find yourself in a place, just submit, just submit it to God, just surrender it to God. And I guarantee you that he will reciprocate you by stepping into your life and making things new. Amen. Here, fun listener, we have come to the end of our first edition for 2023. But I'd like to leave you with this don't throw the towel when circumstances whisper in your ears, it's over, or you're done, you're not good enough, or you don't fit the description, or simply you just don't qualify. But remember, with God, you have already qualified and he is about to equip me and you as he prepares you for your breakthrough. For you might not 
have achieved what you wanted to last year, but the year has just begun. So to the scholars out there, the teachers, the mompreneurs, the ones who have just lost their employment, it's not over until God says it is over. For God is about to pour out on you in May, a fresh new release. So guard your loins, don't despair, don't be disheartened, but take whatever your request is to Him in prayer. So thank you once again, one hearer, one listener, for joining me. And you know where to find me, but in the ultimate, serene, pristine garden of taste and say that God is already doing it. And all you have to do is simply believe and go out there and achieve. So from all of us here at One Radio, We want to say thank you for joining us once again. May it be our awesome journey together in 2023. And may God meet you at the very point of your desired need. And if you are there celebrating a birthday, an anniversary or receive news of good cheer, happy birthday. Happy anniversary and congratulations to you. And let's be mindful, for indeed, there are those out there who have already lost loved ones. Even though we have started January. So let's be mindful of those in their grieving stage. Let's comfort, let's share a word and let's embrace them in their time and hour of need. So until next time, until we meet again, you know where to find me, in the garden of old taste and say, right here on Von Radio. And I'd like to say a special hearty and warm welcome to Prophetess Shireen and thank you once again for having Into the Garden back for 2023.